This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Swansea has more McDonald's and clean sheets this season, so don't forget your Muck Nuggets are closer than you think with Muck Delivery. The only thing left to say is, you in? Order now in the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app are participating restaurants 18 plus rewards registration required points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for further details. Hey Spotifyers, click or tap the banner to listen to Rap Caviar, the freshest 50 hip-hop songs on the rawest playlist ever. Brought to you by our friends at Stars and the new season of Power Book 4, Force. Watch now, only on Stars and the Stars app. Hello, welcome back to Swanscast. It's been, uh, been a couple of weeks and even more since you've been on, Lee. So uh, yeah. it's a bit weird, but I have to apologize for the lack of content going out um been a bit ill myself so it's been a bit of a rough couple of weeks not gonna lie might come across a little bit in my voice still being a bit croaky but gonna have to deal with that um see if i last an hour to be honest i haven't really spoken that much consistently for the last couple of weeks but there we go uh but yeah how's it been anyway what have you been up to most of the world cup i guess since we last spoke yeah just watching the world cup been enjoying that um the season creeped up on us then i kind of forgot it was happening again um and then, uh, yeah, loads of Christmas dues. So I'm still trying to recover now as well. Yeah, well, we missed, uh, we did have a commentary podcast reach out to us to try and do something, but I didn't see the email because I haven't really been looking at the computer for the last couple of weeks, I'm not going to lie. So but there we are. We'll try to get back to it now. Um, hopefully the swans start picking up again so we can discuss some good football. But there's definitely some talking points over the last couple of weeks. So we'll talk about, I know it's a bit delayed. We were meant to do this like last week or the week before, but um, we'll talk about Wales' World Cup appearance, uh, maybe some bits about the full tournament as well. And then we'll have a look at Swans' return in the league. So there's been two matches since they come back, um, defeat Norwich at home and obviously the comeback draw at Coventry over the weekend. So a couple of things to talk about, a couple of players that, Maybe there's something going on with that we can discuss. Um, yeah, let's just get into it. As always, though, if you do enjoy what we're doing, don't forget to subscribe. Click the big red button below Lee, um, somewhere on your screen or on your phone. And you'll keep up to date with all of the stuff we're putting out there. We'll try and get back up to speed, especially after Christmas with what we're putting out. It might be a little bit um, up and down over Christmas, but in the new year, we'll try and get back to regular post-it 
Okay, so <clears throat> World Cup then. We'll start with the World Cup because that's what kind of was a couple of weeks ago now. Wales, obviously, first World Cup in like over 60 years. But was it actually worth it? That's the question. Was it was it worth was it worth the wait? What we actually ended up seeing. Yeah, I think um at the time it was probably a good thing that we've waited to do it for a while because we had time to sort of settle down. I think like in time we'll be grateful that they were there. And I think back to like the first game, you know, scoring the penalty, the first anthem of the World Cup being there. I think like we'll I, I remember that more now than the than the other two games. So I think like yeah, definitely worth qualifying, obviously, but and just loved being there to be honest. Um, actually seeing Wales in a in a World Cup, but I will sort of think it was a bit of a missed opportunity because I don't think our group was that clever um, watching it. I think like the way Wales have played before, like we definitely could have got out of that group, but we just didn't turn up, which is which was the most frustrating thing. You I mean you could, it, it is nice being there, and it was a bit of a worry going into it that like Page's attitude kind of just and the selection sort of said that it was uh you know we were there to be tourists and i just didn't i just didn't want to do that at all i wanted to be there and actually do something yeah so i think overall grateful that we got there i'll always like remember it well um might be the only one we ever see so i'll remember it well but i think like if you actually sort of sit back and think about it and look at the games i think it was a missed opportunity yeah definitely obviously you're always going to take going and you i do agree though i just would have liked to seen a bit more but maybe what the what the realistic expectations? Um, you know, I don't think we're a world beating team or nothing. But I think with the teams in our group, like you know, we did well against USA in the end. The first half was a bit rough, but then we came back and put in a decent second half to get a good result. And we had to do something against Iran, really, didn't we? That's that's where it went wrong, and it just did not turn up in that game um, for whatever reason. I think. There's a few reasons for it, and that's fitness of the players that we rely on, and the fact that the players that we rely on are the same players that we relied on to get to like Euro 2016 essentially, and uh, yeah, they kind of not the same players anymore. I know, but looking looking back at the World Cup now, obviously finished yesterday, but looking back at it now, you look at so many like teams that got through their group, because I don't think that there were many sort of sort of big teams, however you want to describe them. I just don't think. A lot of them just weren't good enough. I mean, Argentina and France were were miles ahead, and then you had maybe I don't know Holland looked decent, and but then apart from that, I just don't think any other sort of big team. Brazil had like one good game against Korea, um, and then apart from that, I just don't think I just don't think they were that good. I think there was an opportunity there for a team to go far, and like Morocco took it. Um, it's just it's just a bit of a shame that we just didn't turn up at all. Like that Iran game. Uh, well, we were out after that Iran game, and we essentially, and that was just, they were so bad, so frustrating. But we knew, but going into the World Cup, that Bale and Ramsey and Joe Allen and these sort of players at their age could not play three games in a week of that intensity or that level. So we just needed to manage it better. I know it's easy to say in hindsight because you wouldn't have, you wouldn't have dropped them, yeah. you? Like, but no. you know, it should have been managed because. They were gone, you know. The, you know, half time in the Iran game, they were finished, and their World Cup was over because they couldn't do anything. Then for that second half, and Bale obviously went off injured half time in the England game, they were finished. They needed to, I don't know whether you started them against America and then brought them on against Iran, or 
you know, just something like that. Because they, that I'm still just going back to the Iran game because I remember being so annoyed about that for days afterwards. Um, they just didn't turn up. There was no intensity. They were just absolutely crying out for just fit players like Brennan Johnson. And I know we spoke about Ollie Cooper. I think like he would have been a perfect player to go in there. You know, even he only brought Ruben Colwell on for like the last two minutes. Just you should have got put these players in and gone with an intensity because I just think watching the games as well now, like the rest of the World Cup, the the level was ridiculous. Like the pace of the games, and you think back to the way that we play, and there was just no way we were going to get anything done. So I don't know. Yeah, still a bit annoyed to be honest, but uh, there we are. I just think like. Yeah, the over-reliance on these players, and they have been historically very good for us, and they are very good players, but their fitness, even, not necessarily even their age, like, they don't, Ramsey and Bale specifically, and Joe Allen's been injured. They've had the kick the ball this season. Like yeah, they, they, that's they're a big and their, their fitness is managed by their clubs. So to come into the tournament and expect them to play 90 minutes every game in all these big games, like, and it's, it's high level, even like even Iran, you know, all of the teams there, they're all playing top of their game. It's a World Cup. You know, that's why it's such a big thing for us to get there. So that I'm not surprised the the drop off for the Iran game based on the lack of management of these older, less fit players. And if they're the yeah. ones that are there expected to do something, you know, you're basically carrying two passengers at some point. And I'm not trying to criticize them as players because if they put on a pitch and they're not hundred percent, then is it is it their fault really? I think like Bale, for example, um, in the England game, he said he went off half time injured. I don't even think he went off injured. I think he wasn't fit to start the game. Yeah, I think, probably. Like, from what I was reading afterwards, he was pretty much already predetermined that he wasn't going to play the full match, and um, he just didn't. He didn't have the legs for it. So, oh, well, three 0 down question, at half time. Yeah, I asked the question: Why? Why is he there then? Like. Why if you why don't you bring him on in the second half, maybe when you can nick a goal at the end? If your game plan is to try and hold them out as long as possible, which it was in that game, let's be honest. Um it was nil nil when they scored three goals early in the second half, I think. Oh, it might have been actually, yeah. Yeah, it seemed but, quite early that they were yeah, they yeah, were. But like if ahead, you're gonna try and yeah. do the legwork defending, which quite often takes a lot more energy out of the players. And then say in the last ten minutes you want to try and sneak something. Why are we not bringing him on then? Um, and the other thing, yeah. is, they're going back to the Iran game where Ramsey and Bale were quite poor. Why? Why? I know Ramsey ended up against subs, subbed because of the red card thing, but why are they like kind of protected against the substitution because of who they are? If they've had a bad game, they've had a bad game. Like I was calling for Bale to be subbed in the America game. Obviously, he goes and scores a penalty in the end, but in hindsight, you know, it's easy to say, like, that's why you keep him on the pitch. But um, well, if we didn't have a penalty, he didn't do nothing for the entire match, in my opinion, again. So just bring on a little bit of excitement, a little bit of raw talent that might go and do something, is what I was saying. I'm not saying drop him every game, but if, like, 70 minutes in, he hasn't done literally anything and he's had a poor game and you're chasing a defeat, like, yeah. and stop it. Like, he's not, he shouldn't be immune to be to come off. Same as Ramsey, basically. No, I agree. I think, like, looking at it, I think we all we all would have started Bale and, and Ramsey, wouldn't we? Definitely. Nobody can nobody can say now in hindsight that they wouldn't have played them going into that World Cup. But I think, like we said, they definitely should have been managed better. And like you said, some of them, some of them, they, Ramsey, I don't think, had a good game in all three. Didn't do anything. 
I don't Bale think at the moment. Either, though. He just no, Bale at the moment for the penalty. No, I agree. I'm I think. glad he's got a World Cup goal. Don't get me wrong. Like I'm, I'm a, going, when you look at the history books, like that would yeah. be there now. Bale scored a goal in the World Cup. I, I reckon he's our best ever player for Wales. Like, oh yeah, no, in history, yeah, you know what I mean. And him yeah. having a World Cup goal, yeah. I'm just so happy that he's got it. But you don't think he had a good game ever in the World Cup? No, I know, and it, it, it's hard because you don't want to. You don't really want to criticise them because we wouldn't be there without them, and I'm glad that they got there and they definitely like deserve to be on the pitch. But it was just it just seemed like you know that that, that was the decision he went with. It was just we were happy to be there and all the players just deserve to have a bit of game time rather than rather than playing the game really rather than going at it tactically, which is which would just be a bit uh, just a bit annoying really, a bit gutting. What what could have been, but never know. He might have played well and still got out. Um, but yeah, we'll see. We'll 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 see. I think uh, it's just yeah. I'm mean, just a bit gutted that they didn't they didn't really turn up. Yeah. Um, anything else for the the Wales? Yeah, well, there was some there's some positives though. Like like you think like Ethan Ampadu, I thought was brilliant because he had to cover for Ramsey. Basically, I think he had to play for two men in midfield, and I think he, he did got it left as well. Exposed quite a lot though, and that's part of the problem. Playing, yeah, he did like, get left exposed. Playing like Bale and Ramsey, who, and this goes back to what I was saying about the subs thing. Like, if they're not having a good game, sub them. In some periods, felt like you're playing with two passengers, so it's like a nine-man team at that point. And that's where I think Ampadu was just getting run ragged, like, and he did a good job, um, but it was like a very difficult task. Yeah, I think like Ben Davis is still a great player. I think he played well, and like Nico Williams was good. Uh, there was a few. There was a few sort of standout performances. Um, yeah, I, do, I don't know. I don't know what you think. This might be a bit controversial, but I'm I'm still not sold on on Joe Rodan. I'm still not sold. I think. I just um, think his career's not gone the way it was meant to go after he left, is it? No, I think like he's he's a, he's, a, he's a good like um you know he's a good physical defender. Like he throws his body everywhere, but he's like it just feels like he has to throw his body everywhere because he's in the wrong position all the time. Yeah, I think he got pulled out for the America goal, um, and he just seemed to be a bit all over the place as well for the in the Iran game. But I was late on. I'm not fully convinced on Mepham either, to be honest. But um, no, I no. Just but that is what him. we got, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, Kabango can't yeah, look in. Can he? I'm not saying he should oust either of them, but you'd you could have had one rotation somewhere. Yeah, in centre back, yeah. like not like either of them were like smashing it. I think I think yeah I think they'd all love that opportunity back I think I think they maybe the occasion got to them um, they didn't handle it well it was just you know I mean yeah. they'd love to have that chance back and maybe maybe they will maybe we'll get there again we haven't even spoke about Hennessy oh yes yeah, that was bad that was the awful decision was it so bad yeah that was awful but the game the game was over when we were you know. Well, it was nil we did, nil we, at that point. Yeah, I know, but we should we we deserve to be about four nil down at that point as well because they absolutely battered us. Yeah, they did. But if you would still scrape the point, that anything could have happened afterwards. Yeah, I know. We were. Yeah, I. Yeah, it was. You didn't it was even need to decision. come out. Like you didn't even need to come out. No. But there we didn't need to. Yeah. Uh, I just also what makes it even worse was they had to go to VAR to overturn the flipping yellow card. Like it was there. It was a red card all day. <laughs> I know. I thought he sent him off for like. I thought he gave him a yellow because like he thought there was covering defenders. I thought he was. Yeah, like, but it wasn't even the. And then, even then it was the high foot that. Yeah, I know. And then I watched the replay, and it was just like a knee to the face. I was like, yeah, that's probably red. 
Yeah, incredible. But uh, I mean, I think a VAR and the refereeing in the World Cup's a whole different conversation. So, oh, I will. I will say though, if we're moving on to sort of the wider World Cup, I think um, the one thing they've definitely got right, and I know like it became a bit of a joke, but the added time, I think they got it right. I think. Well, we've been calling for that for a while, haven't we? It lit. Yeah, I was going to say it literally fed into what we were shouting about before the World Cup, and uh, you know, players rolling around trying to waste time. And then it soon became apparent that, like, right, you're wasting this time, but there's going to be like 10 minutes added on at the end of the game. And how many goals in the Wales game? Iran scored in like the 98th minute. Yeah. I think the second goal went in. Or maybe and then the, the 98 plus 11 second one was. Yeah. Well, yeah, but exactly. You can't. And that's that's what should be happening. That should be the one legacy that sort of comes out of this World Cup. Yeah, but you know, in we've terms of the way they manage the leagues. That's it. That's no, I won't. No, they made won't. the example of the big tournament, but why is that not filtered down to all of FIFA's refereeing then? Oh yeah, but that's that's uh, that's a whole really different ball game. Making it? a point of it, if the the head referee guy is making a point of it, at the World Cup that should now filter into all the leagues under FIFA. Oh, it should because we we've got we got Reading next game, and that when Reading came down here, it was the worst game I've ever seen in terms of teams just like wasting time, rolling around on the floor, taking ages with throw-ins, taking ages with goal kicks. I was like, this should just not be part of the game at all. And and they, they they kind of stamped that out in the World Cup, because um, we had some we had some unreal games to watch in the World Cup. Um, but I think you know, like everyone sort of says, oh, you know, um, uh, you know, back to club football. Everyone hates international breaks and international football. Fair enough, it is annoying when we go into an international break sometimes in the middle of a season because you prefer watching the club football. But knockout football, like that World Cup, doesn't. Like, yeah, club football doesn't come near to that. It's just annoying though that it was like now because we would have had football on now anyway. Whereas the World Cup normally yeah. takes a slot in the summer where there's nothing on. No, I know, but I I mean now, like the the standard of club football doesn't touch yeah. like no, no, knockout no, I, yeah, club yeah. Uh, knockout international football. It's just the friendlies that are in the international break. That yeah, it's just pointless. The, the yeah, games and that, but like, yeah, I do miss the like this World Cup. Obviously, I don't know. I just feel like. In the summer would have been better. Oh yeah, it's it's always better in the summer. I definitely agree with that. But I think, um, like normally, you kind of think, oh, you know, everyone sort of has their allegiance for club football more than international football. But I think going from this tournament now straight back into club football, I just like it was a bit disappointed. So I think in watching knockout football, I think I think the standard of club football is so much worse than when you watch knockout football. Well, it is, isn't it? Because it's meant to be the best players for every country. So, like, yeah, I know, but I mean, like, you know, there was one game, wasn't it? It was a Ghana and South Korea that was like three-two. That was an unbelievable game. I think you need Portugal and Ghana was high as well, wasn't it? Yeah, exactly. I think you need more, like, in in club football, there needs to be more jeopardy. Like, teams coming again, nil-nils is horrendous Bonus to watch for like winning by three or more goals. Well, it's, yeah, this is what I think. I just think. <laughs> I don't know how you would ever do it, but I know like France and Argentina, that game is probably one of the best games I've ever seen. And you've got, you know, some of the best players in the world on display. So you can't, you know, it can't always be about the game. Sometimes you've got the best players on the pitch, you get the best games. But um, it's just like two teams going for it. Two teams have got to win the game. You know, like you watch like Man City now next week. I don't know if they've got like Burnley in the cup or something. No, they haven't got Burnley in the cup. Someone else had Burnley. But no, they got Liverpool. Yeah, they have, yeah. But I know Man City, when they play like Fulham next, will have 11 men behind the ball. And Man City will have 900, 400 million passes. 
past the back four and then you just hope they get one and then they'll get a second and then that's it. Where you just want to see like two teams going at each other. And then you watch yeah, like Redding and the Swans Everyone loved day, Morocco right? in the World Cup, but I felt like that was kind of like watching Morocco until it went a goal behind. What now? The whole men behind the ball thing. Oh, I think Mor- no, I think Morocco were in the teams. The, the, the France oh, game in the yeah, semi-final. In the That's what I'm saying. Up until when they went behind, which they did against France, but the games before that, I think that's what it was like watching them. I think I think they had chances in games. I want like most of the games I yeah, saw on them play, the Portugal game. But like the Spain, yeah, but they were going at teams. They were literally just sat there. Yeah, but that's what Spain do though, because they uh, they have possession of the ball, don't they? Like they keep possession of the ball, so yeah. they couldn't have it. But when Morocco did get the ball, they were looking to score. They were looking to do something. Yeah, yeah. I just mean like it was like like that, but then a counter attack was all. Yeah, I know. I just I don't know. I've been so like buzzing watching some of these games just watching two teams go at each other and then it was like going back to like some of the club football that we watch sometimes like we've got red in next game i don't criticize morocco like they probably done the best game plan that worked for them to get as far as they did and obviously worked but yeah um, i was just i remember talking to someone about like france and morocco to get to the final and as much as it would have been like such a nice story for morocco to get there i think you get a better final if france got there yeah, I think I I said before the France game. I think that was one game too far for Morocco. It felt like the the Wales team in Euro twenty sixteen. Like when we got to the semis, it felt like it was just one game too far. Like they had so many injuries. Like I think they tried to push players out, and they who were injured, and they had to come off yeah. early. They had someone sent off in the previous game. Like we they had were suspensions. Unlucky though in that game against France. I don't know how they didn't score. Yeah, they, yeah, exactly. But I think like it just felt like it was lining up for them to not win the semi I just think it was one game too much but they you know on another day they might have got through but we had the best final they yeah well and final. the other thing is how can you score a hat-trick in a final and not win France did us such a big favour because they knocked England out and then uh, and then he scored a hat-trick in the final so they haven't even got that anymore because it was a Jeff Hurst before and it was the only one to score a hat-trick <laughs> and he didn't so, yeah, win I can't believe it like it must be a disgusting feeling I know no, how, empty, how but... good was Arlo? How how good was this? Well, the second goal he scored straight oh, after the, the first penalty. Yeah, it was, it's ridiculous. What a player. What a big call as well to substitute two players in the first half. Yeah, I know. Well, it wasn't working because Argentina, Argentina in that first half were so good. I tell you what their problem is, France, though. And I think I said in the Morocco game, after like they went when they lap and Morocco rolled over them, um, Mbappe is a, as much as he carries them, he's also a massive problem for him. I think yeah. when you play him on the left, I think you have to play him as a striker because if you're gonna, because they're setting up for Mbappe to just be a passenger, yeah. Like yeah. when you when you defend in, he doesn't have to do anything. Like what they do, like Messi in it and Ronaldo, it's just like, yeah, you just stay up pitch, do what you want. I'm not going to give you any. Def- we'll carry the defensive jobs for you. But then you've got Mbappe on the left and Giroud up top, who's trying to keep his role as a striker. He's not the most mobile, is he, in terms of like closing down and all that. And I think when Morocco were all over him, they just needed to take, I said, Giroud off, put Mbappe up top and put someone else in there. Or perhaps even take Giroud off, put Griezmann up, because you know Griezmann is going to go and do the defensive stuff. Yeah. Put someone else in that midfield that was going to try and like keep the ball, because they just literally couldn't get the ball. No, I know. I think, and I we worked for him then when he played in Barbie through the middle. Yeah, well, he took he took off. Who did he bring on? 
He did. He did change her in the end and put someone yeah, else. Yeah, he on took the left. off. The left back off, was getting yeah. isolated all the time as well. La Hernandez guy, wasn't he? He was just like, and I don't yeah. know whether Argentina kind of noticed that. Although Dembele decided he wanted to be a passenger as well. I think didn't he? So, oh, that that second goal that Argentina scored though, like the breakaway, was just it's ridiculous. Was, it was the first one a penalty? I'm not sure, mind. Yeah, the first one was. Oh, yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah. He just taps him on the back, didn't he? Yeah, it's soft, but he can't do that. He like. He he lost him, then he got he got he got skinned, and then he just like kind of runs into the back of him and over the ball. <laughs> yeah, that was stupid. That was I was so annoyed with that one because I was just like because Argentina played so well, I was like I I wanted them to win. They deserve to win, and it felt like they threw it away twice. So what when they scored that, Holland? yeah. So when they scored in extra time, I thought, oh, there's there's no way they can throw it away now. And then and then he just runs out like that with his arm in the air, thinking, what what is he doing? Oh, just. Yeah. Nuts. But um yeah, I mean I, I guess it feels good to Messi lifted the trophy in the end. I just find it funny everyone has to like keep debating the Ronaldo Messi thing. Like uh, I think why do you need to debate it? They're both just good players, like I, I I know, I think it was put to bed though in this World Cup. Yeah, but I think Messi probably overall is better anyway. I think they're just different players, aren't they? They're different players. They, they play different, different positions. Players. Plus, everyone's doing the direct comparison in this World Cup. Ronaldo's like two years older than him. And when we say older, yeah. that's like 35 and 37. So yeah. probably there is a bit of a difference at this World Cup because Ronaldo's key traits are all physical. Messi's key traits are all kind of natural ability on the ball, Yeah, which you don't lose as much as you lose the physical stuff. So when they make everyone's doing the comparisons in this World Cup, it really isn't a shock that Ronaldo is not the same player as he was and he's getting benched now. Like, it's not a shock. He's 37, isn't he? Yeah. No, that no, so that like, is fair. So I that just don't, fair. like, compare him in all the other World Cups when they're more similar, like, at this stage. It's like, playing in a World Cup at 37 is just a achievement in itself, like. I know, but, you know, I, no, I agree with you when you are right, because I think Ronaldo's his class as well. But Messi in this World Cup at, what is he, 30? Yeah, Six? but that, for anything, like what I'm saying is, no, but he I, was the best. He was the best player. But he was he was the best player in the world. Still, yeah, yeah, no, I agree. But what I'm saying is, this, it shows rather than comparing them directly, like oh, he was rubbish in this World Cup, he was good in this World Cup. It just highlights to me the difference in players that they are. Like Ronaldo, kind of worked hard to put himself where he is. He relied on his physicality, his power, his strength, yeah. those traits, his, his speed. Yeah. That's what made him a good player and a good finisher. And it's kind of like work hard to get where he is sort of thing. I'm not saying Messi yeah. didn't work hard to get where he is, but I think he's more of a naturally gifted. He yeah, sees yeah. things that I people know don't saying. see. He does things that are just like people can say is magic. And I think that a lot of that's more mental that you're just not going to lose it, even if your body starts letting you down. Yeah. So I think that's why he was so much more highlighted, how good he was this time. Um, that's what. I, that's all I think. Like he deserved it in the end. Um, yeah, no, I, I I agree with you. I think you can't you can't sort of discount Ronaldo just based on this one World Cup. Um, the, next, the new conversation but, is Mbappe in it. Like, is he going to be as good as Messi? I just, I mean, he's a good player. I just don't. I don't think they're in the same conversation personally. It felt like it felt sure. like it was. It felt like it was a bit of a passing of the torch onto the new players, like in that final. But still, obviously, Messi winning it. I can't see him. I, yeah, I know what you mean. I can't see Mbappe like sustaining this level for. He's, he's getting a lot of goals, isn't he? I think his main thing is his speed, though. 
Yeah. I just yeah. think Messi has a lot more about him. Like the magic that sometimes you see him doing. I just don't with Mbappe, like all his good highlights and all that, mostly it's just his speed and, and the control he has with that. Obviously not just running, I know that. Um yeah. or Dan James would be in the conversation with me, but yeah. <laughs> he was just running. But um yeah, I just don't think you know, like even like the, the stuff like Ronaldinho plays like that I used to do or Ronaldo to put Mbappe in that sort of category. I mean it is still early in his career to say, but Yeah, I think well, I think he's, he's one of the best players in the world at the moment. There's no, yeah, he's there's definitely no I just is the I don't think there's like we've obviously just gone through a period of Messi and Ronaldo. Maybe Neymar is like a third. Not near them, but kind of third after them. Yeah, I don't think there's that at the moment with anyone. Because what would you say, Haaland and Mbappe? Yeah, Haaland and Mbappe. I just don't think it's the same. Yeah, but they are very young, though. They are. I just don't see the magic from them that we saw. No, but you won't. Yeah, but it's hard. It's hard to see it now when you've had two players. Yeah, that, yeah. that have been that good. They're very good players, very good finishers. But I just do like... you think like they're still in their early twenties, and they so you've got yeah. at least another ten years of these two, and they're already like, you know, Mbappe has, has scored in a World Cup final four years ago when he was nineteen, and now he's yeah. got a hat trick. I think like there's a long way to go. I know you say it, it's hard to it's hard to vision anyone being better than those two, but be never say never. PSG, if he carries on the same, yeah, output. That's that's probably the big one for him. With Haaland, I think like I think he's a bit of an alien. His strength and like <laughs> do you know what I mean? He's a bit nuts yeah. like that. I just like say comparing to Messi again. I I think they're probably I think Mbappe and Haaland perhaps more comparable to Ronaldo than they are to Messi. That's probably what I'm trying to say. I just think yeah. Messi's just like a bit of a magician when he does stuff sometimes. So you're saying he's the best? Yeah, I would say he's yeah, I mean, it's. I think it's not really an argument. It doesn't yeah, even yeah. need to like. It doesn't need to label, does it? I mean, we can't really discuss the players that came before. So, why right, for me, I, I, I would, I would, I would pick Messi. To be fair, if we if I'm sticking my neck out on the line, but I always loved um, the Ronaldo. Oh yeah, R nine. I think like I sort of grew up watching him. I think he was. I'd put him in the bracket because I thought he was brilliant. He was plagued with injuries, but I just think he was that yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I would put him there as well. I would just meant about those two now. Yeah, yeah, I know. Our yeah. kind of lifetime. I know Ronaldo was yeah. there. We were younger, but um, we've been there for the yeah. entire time of Messi and Ronaldo. Only so. Yeah. I've always preferred Ronaldo. Like, if I was gonna, if someone came to our team, like I probably, I, I just, I like, I always liked watching him, but I would. Not like naive to think that I think Messi just overall is like just a more gifted player. Like, how yeah. often does someone like that come around? Yeah, that's all. Yeah, um, no, that's fair. But just enjoy them both in it and enjoy Mbappe and enjoy Haaland. They don't have to get to that level. I just think the level of those two are output in, and maybe they wouldn't have got to the levels they got to if they weren't pushing each other. Yeah, it's just something's probably never going to happen again to the same level. Anyway, I think we kind of went off on a bit of a tangent there and <laughs> talked about the World Cup and I ended up talking about a load of random stuff. But let's try and bring it back around to the Swans then. Um, so the if Swans returned 
last week. Home match against Norwich. Did you, you didn't go to that one, did you? No, I missed that one because I was out on a like a Christmas do. So I had to miss that one. Yeah, I was working the standard. Uh, um, <laughs> lost one nil, but by, well, John John was watching it. John obviously not. I've been on you for a while, but he was talking us through the game. Very, he was very annoyed at the start for the schoolboy defending. He was kind of like, did was there actually a break? Did they actually do anything in the break? Um, gave the ball away a couple of times and eventually Norwich scored right at the start of the match. And it seems like um, they just held on to that one goal lead then. Yeah. I was surprised when I saw the stats because usually, like, even if we are on top, we don't usually have that many opportunities or anything. But 17 shots, seven on target, and we couldn't get a goal. No, I know. Yeah, it's a. I watched. I watched a bit of the like the highlights and stuff. The the goal again, just rubbish defending, and then same old, just not being having all the having all the ball and just not being able to score. It just seemed like we went just literally picked up where we left off, um, t- towards the start of the season, which was really really annoying because I think it was a lot of hype coming back. I was looking forward to like having the Swans back, and then came crashing down. And but, they followed that up with um. What was you going to say? Sorry. No, I was going to say Norwich. You got it. You can't. No, Norwich are a good side as well. They, they're going to be yeah. sort of up and around the top six, aren't they? I'm not too. I wasn't too disappointed to lose one 0 to Norwich. Not going to lie. Like you know, the, at the start of the season, we thought they were going to be running away top two, didn't we? So. Yeah. And it's still it's still only three points ahead of us. Like I know we haven't been getting wins, but we've been getting a lot of draws, so our points are ticking up, like keeping us in touch with the playoffs. Um, yeah. But yeah, the Coventry game then. One of them at half time. <laughs> the corner, the first goal in the corner was a bit um, easy to score. Uh, yeah. Uh, the, I, the, the the defending for the whole game was horrendous, I thought, up until we were 3 0 down. Yeah, I, the, uh, um, I don't know. The, the Garocca one was probably the worst. The um, I was so, I was screaming at the. Uh, at the TV for the for the uh, like the first half and uh, like the start of the second half, and we went three 0 down. The first goal is ridiculous because I've never seen someone in a crowded box get up and head it and not even be touched. I don't even, from from going up to coming down to the ground. No I don't one know who man he was meant to be. Mac Grimes is the one that jumps with him, but like when you see Mac Grimes yeah. jumping backwards, he's never going to win that ball. No, no, like just no, but nobody, nobody. I just couldn't tell we peeled off. Yeah, I couldn't tell, but nobody, nobody gets near him. And then for the other, for for some of the other moments where commentary seemed to be like cutting us apart, or sometimes I don't know what the back three were doing collectively, especially for the um, I think it was the second goal where um, I can't remember the name of the player who scored, but he like he comes through a he scores a, it's a good finish in the end, like opens his left foot and scores like the sort of top corner. But he's like in the middle. He's running to the middle of the field, and the three defenders are on one side. Yeah. And he's outside of them all. I was like, why are they all attracted over that side? I just, yeah, I didn't know. They just, they just walk through, and it was just a couple of moments in that, in that sort of time where they were just all over the place. It's weird. I don't well, know what was going on. You can't even say it was three and a half time, and then Russell Mann has done something, and then it's three all because obviously they came back in the end. Like yeah. it was one nil half time. Then it scored. They conceded another two, and then all of a sudden. Something changed. I know there's a couple of subs. Um, yeah. Joe Perot again, the first goal. He's back on the score sheet. Good assist from Manning. A little bit of a like low cross 
uh, diverted in yeah. across the box from close range. Uh, he should have got two, really, shouldn't he? Because he should have got the goal, the equaliser, um, at the post, and Callan just tapped it in, just about. Yeah, he was unlucky there a little bit because he was a good header. I think he does really well as a good header. He's come off the post. Yeah, I wonder if that can, if he can pick his form up a little bit now from there. That yeah, give him some hopefully. confidence. Yeah. And uh, Felton with the second goal. Um, yeah. I when I was watching this, the replay of this one, a couple of times, like. I don't know. He's he's having a fight with someone in the middle of the box as they're playing around with the ball on the edge, like, and and he ends up on the on his ass on the on, on the floor, and then someone does a cross or has a shot or something. He gets saved by the keeper, and like the keeper drops it back into the box, and Fulton's just there lying on the floor, gets up and just kind of like acrobatically just volleys it into the top of the net. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, kind of sat on the floor and it lands at it's like basically there. He was like, okay, cheers. Yeah, it was a bit of a mess, wasn't it, really? <laughs> Quite funny. I don't know, he's trying to win a penalty or something, but I don't actually know what happened. It was just like I don't know, there were handbags yeah. in the box or something. But um <laughs> it's a good thing it didn't go the other way. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, thank God. That's a second time in Russell Martin. We've gone three 0 down away and come back. I get uh, the other one was Luton. Was it last season? Yeah, we are. Um to be fair, we are really good at coming back from going behind on me. Like under Russell Martin, we are but just says like how for me it just says how wrong he gets it sometimes from the start, especially in this game in particular, because we were it's the worst I've seen us for a long time. Like when we were three 0 down, and then we were absolutely brilliant then. But it was it was the subs he made, and I still don't understand. I'm gonna bang the drum forever about why Ollie Cooper does not start as the first name on that team sheet. Because yeah, like I'm gonna same thing all he, the time since he brought him in. Like because he traveled. yeah, but they yeah, but he didn't play him. The week before, did he? Like, I think Cabango played, didn't he? Cabango have, but Allen and Cooper haven't started. Yeah, so maybe it was, but even before, even before the the World Cup, like, I, he should be the first name on our team sheet because he's been brilliant. And I haven't seen like the combinations where we played so well. Like some of the best games we played were when Cundall and uh, Cooper played together. Like I'm thinking of the Cardiff home game, and there were some other games where Cundall and Cooper played together behind the striker. And I knew it was going to happen. As soon as Patterson was fit, he was going to put him straight back in. And he doesn't do anything. Yeah, That's yeah, really well, frustrating because he should right be playing from the start when he came. But he shouldn't be near the starting lineup. He's not like fair enough. Maybe if he was resting Cooper, but he hasn't done anything this season, and just doesn't warrant playing. Like fair enough if he picks up form, but it's just it's just just not for me. And I think we had some really really good performances as well when Grimes. And Alan played together, and he pushed Fulton forward and played Fulton and Cooper together. I think we had some good performances. I've never obviously Alan's been injured, and when he brought Alan on on Saturday, and he went to a back four, and he brought Okoflex on. Finally, for the love of God, we need to win. We know we need to win, and we need to chase games. Sometimes we need a goal. Bring on a sharp winger. I mean, there's no rocket science behind that, surely. But he's reluctant. He's reluctant to drop Latabodi from wing back and bring on somebody who can play on the wing. Well, Latabodi is contracts out in the summer, isn't he? And he hasn't signed a new one yet. Yeah, I'm not going to like. I, I wouldn't mind if he signed a new contract. To be fair, I'm not going to slate Latabodi in particular. But I just think, like Martin's getting it wrong. Like for for years now, how many times we've got to see that it's a bit of a weakness when he plays Latabodi at a wing back? We just need a wing back. Yeah, but like we signed that. We signed that young Welsh player from um, 
Brentford, wasn't it, on loan? He's not had a look in. Finley Stevens. Yeah, he's not had a look in. Clean and like look we've got, a, we've got Oko Flex. So I think every time who's like he's come off the bench or whatever has played really well. He started in one game, the knee, which was um, was a home game. Wigan, I think it was. We went two 0 down really early on, and then and then he just like changed everything and played him like left, played him like left winger, and then he was kind of out of the game. But before that, he played really well, and then he hasn't had a lock in again. I don't know. It's just frustrating. Just I think that was just like months of frustration coming out in one game. Well, in two games eh? after coming back. Yeah. He was just remembering what went on before. It's like, oh, here we go again. But you know. I just think Patterson shouldn't be starting. I want to see Cooper starting until he doesn't, until he, until he plays in a way that says that he doesn't deserve to be starting, which I haven't seen. Um, I don't know why Cundell's gone a bit quiet. He doesn't seem to. Well, he hasn't played him in these two games, has he? Or he's come up. Yeah, he started against Norwich, I think. He did start against Norwich. Fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. But he didn't start on Saturday did he, against them. Um... No. He he, uh, he didn't even come on. There we go. So yeah, that's my that's my rant anyway. <laughs> I think um I don't know, yeah, I just I the back four seemed to work. Obviously we're chasing the game then and Comdry probably dropped back a little bit, but he went to a back four. Um I'll tell you why a back that's four extra body because we're not relying on players playing wing back who are no wing backs. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Which uh, like seems seems simple enough. You, right, there's a couple of things there. Anyway, you talked about the goals, the late goals, the comebacks. We've actually had the most late goals in the championship. So between 76th and 90th minutes, we've had nine goals. Fair so, enough. So that's one stat. Uh, it leaves us seven games without a win, but only two losses in that period. Yeah. So just some tweaks need to happen to get back to winning ways. Um, but let's talk about some of the players that weren't there. Uh, we talked about right back quite a lot. So where is Soranola? That's one question. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I said like we've seen on. I saw something that he deleted like all of his Swans stuff from Twitter, uh, from Instagram or something. Have, um, have you actually checked? Has he done that? I haven't checked since, but that was, I think it was bef- just after the Norwich game. Maybe I heard that. Um, yeah, I don't know what's happened to him. I forget why players do that because like. Ah, even if even if it is he is gonna go back, right? Even if he's dropped and he's going back, he still played at the Swans in his career. So like why why would you you're just making it obvious and you um I'm looking at his, his page now, he's he's got he's got one he's got two there with the Swans get on, so No, fair enough. So I don't think that is the case. One from his first goal. I don't know where the other one's from, but it's him in the black kit. Um, so I don't know. That's probably not correct then. Unless I don't know how much more was on there before. Maybe he has deleted a lot, or if he's still got stuff on there, can't I don't see that being anything to read into. Yeah, maybe. I'm not really sure to be fair. That's why that's why you'd I thought that they like him. Yeah, I just, know to, just trying to confirm it, innit? What but I'll spell. Have a look at Obi Femi. <laughs> uh, that's not him. <laughs> that's some other Obi Femi. Has he got? Um, has he got yeah, his thing. His thing is just Obi Femmes, isn't it? 
I go with them and then a Z at the end. Oh, yeah. Got it. Oh, yeah, he's got no profile picture. He's got his Swan's stuff there, though. Well, there's two. There's only six posts. Two of them are Swan's. A couple of them are yeah. Island. Fair. I think... Um, well, when was the Cardiff match? Was it seven weeks ago? Yeah, yeah, it was a while back, wasn't it? I think that's the last post. And then uh, the West Brom, when we were there, where he's uh, banging his chest and dancing. Yeah. So he's still got Swan stuff up as well. So I don't know. We'll have to wait and see what happens in January. Only two weeks away now, isn't it? So. Yeah, uh, I said it before as well. Like with with Obafemi, I think like great player, but we've had more tantrums than goals. So I think just get rid. So you would just let him go in January now, would you? Yeah, I'd let him go. What? Even if we don't replace him. He had, he had, he had, well, Cullen's back now. Cullen scored on the weekend. Like he's good as a backup. Like you put Perot up, you put Perot through the middle where he plays best. Um, but you have been Cullen. happy with Perot this season. You wanted him to be dropped, didn't you, before? No, I know. Well, you know, if he wasn't playing well enough, then he deserved to be dropped. But I'm happy with his, him and Cullen. Um, and he's, you know, he scored on the weekend and could have got a second. So we'll, uh, you know, you'd, you'd fancy him to pick up form again, hopefully. Um, he hasn't had a great season. We'd fancy him to pick it up a bit, but I think like with Oberfem, he's been great. He had six good months for us from January, like this year, but it was the end of last season, January to like the end of the season. Um, and then that's that's about it. I think it's just frustrating because you know there's a good player in there. You've seen it. You know there's a cracking player in there, but there's just too many now. Like oh, he's you know he's, he's missed another three games now for nobody knows what reason. Oh, you know, oh, he needs to just like get What's his head right. Line? What is the official line? The official line came out this week that he had a knock. The official line was he had a knock this week. What but did he do island duty when the World Cup was on? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he has. Look, I, I could be wrong. I could be, you know, spouting rubbish and he is just generally <laughs> injured. But yeah, not the first time. Apparently, uh, they made a late fitness call on him ahead of the Coventry clash. What about the Norwich uh, one? Take no, no risks. Well, it's obviously the same thing. Yeah. But they, he might have been back for Coventry, obviously he wasn't. Michael's back on the grass. He's much better placed physically. Uh, yeah, he had a knock on international duty, apparently. Yeah. So I guess we'll see if he comes back for Christmas. Do you actually think like a Burnley would come in for him now? Nah, probably not Burnley again. I wouldn't have thought unless uh, I don't know, unless they really want him. I just don't think he's done much to like. No, make him think this season. Like, oh, we got to go back in. Like, we got to get him. No, exactly. Hmm. Okay, so if we're going to look at January, then where do we need to be looking? Like, in, other than Obafemi, who do you think should go, or we should look to try and move on? First of all, um, well, there's a couple of fringe players in there. Like, I, I don't know, Liam Walsh is still injured, isn't he? Because he just needs to go. He's constantly injured. <laughs> he can't, he's not going to go injured. anywhere while he's injured, though, is he? No, I know, but that's still a waste of like a squad space, isn't it? Really, and um, I doubt he's apart right from that, we've got 
apart from that, we've got we still need like a right wing back if that's how he's going to play, or a right back. Um, because he's got like Stevens there and Sornola both on loan, both not playing, and plays a centre back at right back. So I that's just is still the biggest problem we have. It's still a yeah, massive right problem. Back. Yeah, I agree. Right back, we need to get some in there. Yeah, and then maybe maybe another winger if he wants to play a back four more often. Yeah, I would like. And then you could play Okoflex or somebody else. Fast play. Like yeah. an attacking player who's quite creative and fast. So a winger, but the reason I'm not outright saying winger is because he doesn't play wingers very often. No, I know what you mean. But like we we, we have that player. Kind of, yeah. We, we kind of had that player. Yeah, but we need, I would like two in it. So if you did, well, he's yeah. not quick though, is he? Well, he's had some, you know, he kind of, kind of. if you think like a Patterson of last season where you should just like burst into life in midfield and get loads of assists or, or get a yeah, goal like that to sort of create the player. I would like someone more of a Montero than a Patterson. Yeah, yeah. Like Patterson's yeah. There, yeah. I feel like Patterson's more of a Pablo. <laughs> yeah. Where he's kind of like just decent on the ball and he can do some good, good passes, pick people out to it, whatever. Um, but as a winger, I, I mean like... I don't feel like we got that much pace going forward sometimes. Yeah. Like out, out and out fast players. And the Aoko Flex is probably that, but he doesn't hardly play. So I would like one that's got to get in the team regular. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Depends on information though, doesn't it? Like, and then you could, I guess people are like, yeah, well, but Garrick though, Garrick was there. But um, that's yeah. true. I just feel like Garrick's done the, he's not going to come back. I don't think so. He doesn't like Garrett, clearly. I'm not saying I agree with that, but I just can't see him being used in future. No, and uh, Whitaker's around as well, isn't he? He was playing well for Plymouth, but uh, I don't know, maybe next year. Is he a striker or a winger? I don't know, to be honest. I don't know where his best position is. Probably better out wide, isn't he? Can't see him being like a nine for the middle. I'm not really sure what he plays at Plymouth, but he has been scoring goals. I think he plays at the top, doesn't he? I don't know. Sure. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think, yeah. Like, I'm sure when Steve Cooper signed him, we were through striker and then he never used him as striker. So, yeah. There we go. Um, any ideas on right backs? Oh, to be honest, I don't know who's out there. I don't know why. I don't know what happened with like Christie. I don't know if we were able to get him back. Um, Didn't he go to like Hull? Yeah, he's a Hull now, so I don't know if he was Laird. on a lot more money. Led is still on, on loan at QPR, isn't he? Yeah. It's like those chances were there. Either one of them would have been perfect, really, wouldn't they? But um, yeah, because we've ne- we never really replaced them because we replaced we were gutted when Led left and Christie came in and he was brilliant and then. We didn't replace either one of them then. So I think like Laird would have been a good one because considering he was going back out on loan. But, Makes you, you think know. what the reason is that he went back. Like, did he want to go back? Well, maybe, yeah, potentially. Because that was strange when they called him back. I still don't really understand what happened there. Just came out of nowhere that he was just going back and he's playing and then, so well. And then he hardly played for Bournemouth. Didn't seem like he wanted to go though because he was, um, like he played really well in the derby, didn't he? And he was like, Really passionate about it, and that was seemed to be loving life. They all are, though, aren't they? They they all are. Men and yeah, but he was well, he was well up for it, and I I don't know. I guess we yeah. just get we just we just buy into that, don't we? 
Also, one thing, talking about loan players and past loan players, one thing we didn't mention earlier is Conor Gallagher went to the World Cup. That's crazy. Yeah, he did, yeah. No, he didn't kick a ball, but like, I just wouldn't have, you know, when he was down here, like, would you have ever called that he's going to go to the World Cup in like a season and a half? That's mad, isn't it? Well, to be fair, like, he's been pretty, he has been good, hasn't he? Like, we went to um, his season with Palace last year. He was excellent. Does he doesn't play? He doesn't start for Chelsea that much, does he? No, I, th- I think like when. Um... Oh my god! When two goals was there? More with Potter. Or... Yeah, I think Potter maybe playing him a little bit more, but um, I think he was kind of because he got sent off to me. I think like Tuchel was playing him a bit, and then he didn't have a great game, and then like he got sent off, and I think he was kind of not in the mix then. And then um, I think since Potter's come in, he's given him a couple more games. Oh, fair play to him. And Gehi didn't make it, did he? So I thought you would have been the one, if any. No, I know. There was a few a few Swans players dotted about the winner. Um Ayu was there. Yeah, didn't he he had a horrendous penalty? Oh, that's another that's another one from the World Cup, is <laughs> these walk up penalties. They need to be banned. Run. I know you must you hate that. <laughs> they need to be banned. Like what I did if it comes off, it comes off. Fair enough, they scored. But there's surely there's more chance of it going wrong than scoring. So why would you do it? Because play mind games with the keeper, aren't you? No, I'd absolutely. Yeah, but keepers know now. Like Messi did it twice in the World Cup final. I was thinking oh, it's ridiculous. Like fair play, he made it look easy. But like I use one against Uruguay, wasn't it? He just walks up and tries to roll it past the keeper. Well, how about just absolutely smashing it? They obviously have more trust in their uh, accuracy when they don't. Nah, I, I, you can't sell it to me. There was actually loads of poor penalties in that World Cup, like a lot. Exactly, they all the, None the of Spain the shootout went to sudden death today. Like they were all done within like four. Yeah, the, the Spain shootout against Morocco. I think like three Spanish players tried to do that walk up, and the keeper just like waited and saved it. Yeah, I don't. I mean, like, why was there not one shootout where all the penalties were scored and it was like, oh, squeaky bum time now, who's going to miss first? Yeah, no, I don't think they did, did they? No, like, I think nearly every one, one of the teams had a player who missed the first kick. Yeah. Because penalties are just so much, the, the penalties are so much worse now. You used to get teams that would just score loads of penalties. What do you think of the um, Argentina against Netherlands game? I loved it. I absolutely loved that. That is that. I want to see it. At the end. I want to. I want to see it all the time. Like there was no real like. Um, the ref was it's not really like tool. <laughs> yeah, there's no real like. As long as there's no like, no, you know, just going up and punching someone. Was there like something like twelve yellow cards or more, fourteen yellow cards or something stupid? Oh yeah, maybe not so much with the ref. The ref bit. It's different, but I love the like. I just love the shit I was in from both teams. Just, yeah. I love it. Van Hal in the build-up was giving it a bit, and well, what was I, he saying? Because obviously Messi reacted to that, didn't he? And I can't remember what he said. I can't remember what he said. If he said something in the build-up, didn't he? That he said he didn't they, like. They'd have advantage if it went to penalties or something. Something like yeah, they said he said a couple of things, or didn't he? About I can't remember, but he said a couple of things, and then. I can't remember where it was, but someone booted the ball at the bench, didn't he? And all the oh, bench. Yeah. I, I, ran into someone anyway. I love, I love it. I love that. That's great. 
I don't know there wasn't a red card when that happened. I was like, for sure. But I just feel like if I'm not the swan, someone's getting sent off. It's just like, fair enough, it can boil over and you want to see it go too far. But I just want to see a bit of like passion because it's annoying when you know it's not true. You've, everybody's played football and surely it's a little bit worse at the top level where like you are so, they must be so competitive. Like, you know, I'm better than you one-on-one. And then and then they just got to come off the pitch and just be like, yeah, good game, yeah, we we all the normal like we respect them and yeah, they're a good team, you know. Oh, I was a hard game and just be like, I know I absolutely cannot stand them and I'm so glad we beat them. Go home, like I just love. Why didn't you just come out and say that? Yeah, there there was a couple of dodgy interviews after that game. To be fair, there were some dodgy interviews after that. To be fair, like that, yeah. Yeah, but why not? Like, it's it's great. I love I, it. I, although, like. I think that keeper, the keeper was calling the ref out saying that he was trying his best to let Holland come back or Netherlands come back into the game. But I'm pretty sure Argentina had a fair share of dodgy calls go their way. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not quite sure what he's coming from with that. But um, I, I can't believe that they buckled on and let Netherlands come back into the game. But they did the same against France. They just, like we say, about the Swans closing out leads in the. Uh, in the championship, but um, Argentina yeah. weren't great at doing it at the top level, were they? Jesus, they stopped playing that um, a <laughs> two-one. Yeah, that was um, that was a great game as well. Though, that one, how do you know Veg Veghorst? What's his name? Veghorst. Yeah, Veghorst. That free kick was disgusting. <laughs> yeah, they just went like through the Not middle, didn't that. they? Oh, <laughs> yeah. So I can't believe they pulled that off like with the last kick of the game in a World Cup. It's like nine, the nine, like the hundredth minute, doesn't it? Wasn't it? Oh, it? Was, that was like, imagine doing that in pro clubs. You get absolutely rinsed. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. You go wrong, wouldn't it? It was just like end so bad. Ah, oh, yeah. I, I, think it's, I think it's great. That <laughs> <laughs> oh, so was brilliant. It works on FIFA actually. So if anyone um, has a short free kick on FIFA, just play it to the guy at the edge, turn in, and finesse, and then. Uh, you score usually, so it does work. Yeah, I think you're going to try and shoot, but no one scores from free kicks. I need to see more of that. Yeah, well, I think that's it. I think we'll have more to talk about perhaps when the season gets back underway. I mean, it'll be probably like a transfer window when we do the next one. We'll have to um, see how Christmas goes. We'll have a few games now, won't we? With um, over Christmas now, so we've got red in day after Boxing Day, haven't we? Yeah, it's just getting back into it after the World Cup. It's just like weird. I'm glad it was a Reading game because I actually fancied going, but because as the World Cup was on, I just sort of completely forgot about it. It wasn't like keeping up a date, keeping up to date with the Swans like news and stuff like going on the website and that. So I yeah. forgot they went on sale. Um, they sold out now. I got it because they moved all the Swans games one day, didn't they? Because of that Reading game is on TV, so like the Watford game got pushed another day, and the Burnley game was supposed to be New Year's Day, and now it's on the second. Have they changed the Bristol one as well? No, the Bristol one is still. Oh, oh yeah, they changed it to the Sunday. Yeah, early kickoff. Could go to that one. Yeah. Well, if we can get tickets, yeah, it'll be quite do. popular. Was it twelve? Well, I can usually get tickets. Usually, don't have a problem with tickets with the like the season. It's ticket a twelve o'clock one. 12 yeah, twelve o'clock. I think. We don't want any uh, drinking then. I can't believe I can't believe we have Bristol in the cup. Mental. Like... Need to get a win this time. Yeah, it's mad to think though. Like we've slipped right down the table now. I know the championship is what it is, but I'm sure it was the Bristol game when I went up. I think it was the early kickoff. 
And I think if we won that game, we would have gone top. Like, until the three o'clock games. Yeah, Burnley on 47 points now. We're on 32. Yeah. But we're only, like, three points off fifth. It's just a bit of a gap at the top of them. Yeah, Burnley that, that kind of, like, right started up. running away with it a little bit. Yeah, I thought they would, though. And Sheffield. Those two are kind of getting detached. Yeah. But there we go. We'll, uh, we'll leave you there. Uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. As always, managed to make it through. <laughs> My voice is still there. <laughs> Thankfully. Um, but yeah, if you haven't seen already, our last podcast, well, I did it with uh, Jack Jones from Trampoline. So that's up if you want to go and watch that one. It's quite good. He talks about his time playing in the Swans Academy and obviously being in a band and a bit about just Swansea in general, being from Swansea. So check that out. And I think it's quite an enjoyable one. So yeah, hopefully you enjoy that. We shall uh, see you in the next one, though. So don't forget to like, subscribe, and let us know in the comments what your thoughts are on the World Cup and if you're happy now the Swans are back. And we shall see you in the next one. See you soon. Yeah, see you soon. Sports Social Podcast Network. The match has just finished and you're on your way home. What better way to celebrate that 90th minute winner than a McNugget share box and a few tips with your mates? You channel your inner Ronald as you race to beat the muck delivery home, just making it an injury time. Ordering McDelivery is easy on the McDonald's app. You in? Our participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and term supply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.